Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast bringing artists closer to you. It's back to the arena. The interviews. Hello again. It is me, DC, back for another episode of Back to the Arena. The interviews, the podcast where we take the interview out of our syndicated radio show, Back to the Arena, and pop it in to this quick little podcast along with a couple songs from the album we are talking to. And today on the show, We're going to be talking once again with legendary singer Ronnie Atkins. He has a brand new album out called Trinity, and Ronnie will be along right after the break to talk to us on Back to the Arena, the interviews. Conversation, rock, and more. It's Back to the Arena, the interviews. Hey there, I'm DC, and a guy we've had on the show three other times is here again, and I'm always honored when he comes back to talk with me, and I'm even more happy about it when he brings another killer melodic rock album with the release of Trinity, his third solo album. So welcome back to the show, Ronnie Atkins. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming back again. I always enjoy talking to you. Uh, I'm sure you get tired of being asked this, but I want to get it out of the way. Uh, how are you doing health-wise? I'm, I'm doing good. I mean, I actually just, just had the uh, annual scan and uh, had another thumbs up from the from the oncologists. And so that's how life is. You know, that's just the way it is. I get scanned every third month. I think from next year, it'll be every fourth month, you know, so you never really know. I mean, the, the diagnosis hasn't changed and it, and it will never change. It's, it's stage four cancer, yeah. starting in the long spread to the bone marrow, but it's been at ease now for three and a half years. So... Um, um that's when it spread so i'm good man i'm 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 good i'm i'm productive got a new album out as you said as you mentioned um and you know in reality that's that's my therapy of of getting by instead of feeling sorry for myself you know uh it's easy to say um but but that really music has been my savior in the last couple of years man because i got my little piano in there i got my guitar and i still get um ideas and stuff like that in my head that's that's where the most of it actually comes from you know and then so I suffer from sequelae. I got some nerve damage, and uh, and I got some asthmatic bronchitis. I got some what do you call it, sinusitis as well. You know, uh, what do you call it? my mucous membranes uh, has been damaged because of immune therapy. On the contrary, if I hadn't had immune therapy, I wouldn't sit here talking to you. So everything comes with a price. But I feel yeah, I feel good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Now, when you're getting scans or, or, or treatments or whatever, uh, do song ideas pop in your head while you're like laying there? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, <I'm> not. <laughs> actually, I, I haven't had any treatment since November 21. 
that was immune therapy, but it, it worked okay. in your system for a long, long time, you know. So, uh, no, but it, it wasn't. I mean, I think the chemo when I had that was the worst part of it, you know. But apart, the, the immune therapy didn't really affect me apart from these sequelae, you know, that, that, that follows the aftermath, you know. But, but not when I had it. I was a little bit more tired, but I didn't feel sick as such, you know, yeah. I'd like throwing up and yeah i get scans uh, every couple years i have ms so i have a head scan and every time i'm lying there i'm thinking of ideas for the show i'm thinking of ideas for the radio so i I thought maybe you would have that that same thing but apparently apparently we're different that way (laughs) but the scans are very very fast i mean if you get an mr scan and you lie in there you know yeah when they do that uh once a year for my head sometimes it's spread to the brains and and see if there's anything up there which they found out there's not literally speaking uh no but (laughs) Then, it, then it's for an hour or something like that. I think it's funny because they say, what do you want to hear? Do you want to hear some music? Say, yeah, what can I pick from? You can hear rock, you can hear pop, classic, whatever. What do you want to hear? I said, well, put on some classic, you know, just to cool down, you know. So I'm listening there, lying there listening to classic music, but I can't hear shit anyway, man. It's so fucking much noise, man. It's, yeah. You can't hear anything anyway. <laughs> I I totally get it. I totally get it. So let's talk about your rock. Uh, I read that you wrote this album, Trinity, more on guitar, uh, which made it more heavier. Talk about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just just by by coincidence, actually. I think some of the songs were uh, I wrote with. I got got a little piano in here, and I got a my guitar and my stack and stuff, and and an amp. And um, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. You know, sometimes I pick up the guitar and write something. And, and then I, every time I have an idea, and that's where the most songs actually comes in my head. And then I, I got this iPhone is always next to me, right? And then I record <laughs> it right there, even though we have visitors, you know, people out, out for dinner or something like that. If I get an idea, I go upstairs and say, hey, guy, pardon me, I've got to leave you in 10 minutes, man. I just got to get this recorded because otherwise I know it'll be gone after the next <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so it, it depends a little bit but but yeah some of the uh, most of the songs are, or more of the songs of this album compared to uh the previous one make it count was written on uh on guitar this time yeah but the most okay whether i write on a guitar or a piano the most important thing for me is uh is the song good you know uh and and if you you think you got you're on to something when you sit with an acoustic guitar. A lot of stuff also written on an acoustic guitar. If you think you got the right melody and the good top line and stuff, you know you got something good good going. And then it's a matter of production where you want to take it, really. You know, and that's why I got my, okay. my good collaborator and friend Bruce Laney, who is my sparing partner in this kind of you know, I send off, off the verses, the bridges, all the ideas up to him and and, see, and I say, How do you hear this? you know, and he comes back with some kind of arrangement. No, it doesn't change the, the melodies or the words or anything or um, the music, but uh, sometimes he hears a little bit different than me. And but we never really go wrong, you know. Sometimes I say, ah, no, no, that's not what I want for this one. But but basically, he's he's got a good set of ears and and he knows what I want. And we're both so much into '80s stuff as well, you know. Uh, yeah. So uh, which is probably pretty obvious to to hear when you listen to the album. That's just yeah. the way. There's a lot of good yeah. songs, a lot of good songs, a lot of good bands back in the seventies, eighties that I grew up with, you know. So I don't, I don't want to p- pretend to be anything else that I am. I'm an old school songwriter, man. I'm not trying to to do modern metal or anything like that. You're not saying I dislike that, but this is what I do. This is what I always did, and um, yeah, and it's what we love. I'll keep doing it, man. 
Yeah. So you you flashed your phone. What does Ronnie Atkins have on his wallpaper on, on his uh, iPhone there? I, I saw a, a quick glimpse of it. What, what do you have on your uh, on your home screen there? What I'm what I have on my home screen. Like on your when you flash your phone, you you show you like oh. your your home screen. What what is the picture? I'm a little granddaughter. Oh, okay, that's very so, cool. <laughs> and she is the most fantastic thing that happened to me in recent years because I didn't see that coming actually. But uh, she's she's one year old now. And she actually inspired me to to do one of the what I think is one of the real good songs on the album, Soul Divine. You know, it's it's all about her. It's basically a little lullaby that I wrote on the piano, and uh, and it just turned into a really cool song. You know, so uh, so thank you for the inspiration, Elinor. <laughs> so your no, lyri- your lyrics on the album, are, it said in the uh, press packet that it's based on kind of what's happening on the planet. Um, were those songs like specific, uh, specific items going on, or did you just kind of hint at them to give let people give their own conclusion? I like when people can get their own conclusion. Actually, yeah. when people got their own story out of a song, because because explaining lyrics is sometimes, to be honestly, uh, uh, a pain in the ass to me. Because I mean, <laughs> when you write them, you're in the zone, you know. But but I always wrote about. Uh, things that normally human beings you and i could relate to uh, when i say you know i i'm very much into i see a lot of documentaries about history and politics and uh, personalities and whatever you know historic persons and stuff like that you know and i'm a news freak so obviously i get inspired from that you know and i'd rather write about that than sky fi or dungeons and dragons you know i'm kind of been there done that so I actually did this for many, many years. And this new album is, is about what goes on in the world. Like uh, my granddaughter is one of the good things that goes on on this planet, yeah. you know, that, that we that we have children. I mean, that's somehow in my head that, that signalizes hope, you know. It's it's hope because there's so much shit going on, man, that it's uh, you actually – sometimes my wife say, hey, can't you turn down the telly, man? Can you shut down the telly? I can't fucking see anymore when you see pictures from Ukraine or whatever. All the climate changes, all the fires that goes on in the world, it, it, fuck, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Know? It's pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, we've seen it coming for so many years, but we never reacted to it, you know. It's uh, – and all this war thing, man, it's it's horrible, you know. So, yeah, so that's uh, like a song like Raining Fire on the albums about what goes on in Ukraine, you know. Uh, Ode to a Madman is obviously about some of the despots uh, that we have in this world, you know. Yeah. Autocratics. Yeah. Foods, <laughs> so, you know? so it's it's funny that you said you hate talking about the, the meaning behind the songs because now I'm going to ask you to do that with uh, some of the songs that I liked. Uh, before we do that, uh, let's talk about the first two singles, Trinity and uh, If You Can Dream It. Um, talk about those. I mean, dream, If You Can Dream It has to be one of those optimistic songs, though, right? Well, it was. I mean, it, I just had the – that's actually an, an idea that goes, uh, you know, a couple of years back. I just had it uh, on my in my iPhone. Uh, if you can dream it, you can dream it, you can go all the way, you know. And I just it just kept sticking in my head. So I said, i got to get this one out of my system, you know. And then if you dream it, you can do it. Just just happened to fit with the – I think I had the title first here. Uh, and that, that's how it was written, the chorus back then. And then I just said, well, let me try to make a, a rather positive song out of this, you know, a happy-go-lucky uh, rock and roll song. You know, it could have been Brian Adams or something like that, you know. <laughs> so in that way, it, it's a little different than some of the other songs on the album. Uh, and Trinity is just, it was, Trinity was, was the last song actually written for this album. And I remember exactly where I wrote it. I was going uh, to a 50th birthday reception in 
February, March, because the album's been done yeah. For, yeah. since May. So, so, and I went down to that reception, and I just went there for an hour because we were invited down to see uh, an old 70s band called 10CC in, in uh, 30 kilometers from where I live. So on the way out from that reception, I just had the idea of a na, 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 love with the remedy. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know. I just know I had to find a little uh, gateway, you know, and go in and just mind this one. <laughs> To my iPhone because I knew it was good and I knew if I went into that car, we went down to that concert, it'll be gone. So, uh, yeah, so that's how Trinity came about. It was, it was actually the last song wow. for the album. Dream It was probably, Dream It was, uh, if you can dream it, you can do it, it's probably the first idea actually for the album because as I said, it goes a couple of years back. Back, probably back to 2017, 18. Here is the song If You Can Dream It from Ronnie Atkins on Back to the Arena, the interview.
conversation and more rock coming up after this quick break. Before the break, we played the song If You Can Dream It. Uh, what a great song. Uh, I'm glad it, it finally made its way out of your brain and onto an album. Yeah, it kept it kept though that chorus kept, it kept coming back to me, and then I know, in fact, I didn't have to record it because it's probably one of those that still sticks. In there, so. <laughs> well, that's funny. So, a couple songs that I really dug on the album. I'm going to ask you to talk about uh, the first one. I want to ask about that I really liked was "Shine." Uh, tell me a little bit about that, real quick. The song was written uh, during an afternoon a year ago in September, uh, where I had a some reason uh, I was hung over like hell, you know, hangovers from hell, sitting upstairs, just want to be myself. That's where the idea was written. I had, I had the verse thing from another idea, but that that's one of these songs that just came like this, you know, somehow, even though it's a, it's a pretty long song. There's a lot, a lot of parts in it. It just kind of came in an afternoon. So that that's that's great when you write on on songs when they're just written like that. You know, sometimes you can work on a song for ages. You know, but and and then it doesn't turn out as good as you actually want it to turn out anyway. So that was about shine. Yeah. What was the other one you said? I no, I didn't. I just think it's amazing that you can put together and write such a great song on a hangover. I mean, that just blows my mind. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it works, and sometimes you don't want to touch an instrument when you're yeah, yeah. all right. But wow, I think I was, if that's the case, then keep, keep drinking because uh, some good stuff coming out there. <laughs> yeah, I was just sitting there feeling sorry for myself. That's what that's why it's in minor. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next song I wanted to hear about uh, another great song on the album, Paper Tiger. Tell me about that one. Well, Paper Tiger was actually that. That's this is kind of funny. Uh, that was actually. That was written on the piano, and I didn't really know where to go with it. So I've got to give this to 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 Chris, uh, you know, give credit to him for for the for the arrangement of the song. I mean, I sent as usual the parts, uh, had the verse, the bridge, the chorus, and stuff. And then he and he's a huge Kiss fan, you know. So am I. I mean, I, and that's the first thing I was the first thing I was thinking is that when I heard when it came back to me, I said, "Well, this could have been on." Um, Animal Eyes or Soul Asylum or something from the mid '80s, you know, because it's so Kiss, you know. But it's yeah. it's, it's a great, it's, it's such a catchy chorus you know, that I, one of these that I couldn't get out of my head as well, you know. So, so he could again, it could have gone in a different direction, but now it just turned out to become really '80s, you know. It's really, really '80s stuff. Yeah, that's probably but why I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. I mean, what's wrong? I mean, if it oh. Fix it if it ain't broken, right? I mean, uh, there was a lot of great songs. <laughs> that time, yeah, and and the, and the heavier song on the album, Godless. Uh, tell me the story on that one. Yeah, but that was that was really uh, that was really. Uh, I was up uh, in on January fourth in Stockholm. There's always this tribute to Philip Lynott and Lizzie, right? And they always do that. And I was asked to participate on the song or two. So I actually just spent a couple of days in Stockholm with Chris, and we were going through some of the some uh, some of the songs. There were some keyboards, the ideas and stuff I had. And so while I was there, we just going through this. And and then I said, I got this uh, pretty heavy uh, riff intro, the intro for it, you know, and uh, just played it. And uh, and then we just. So he played along, and the song was written. It just came like this, you know. It was actually a kind of a joke, because I thought, ah, this is too much uh, kind of power metal or whatever it is, you know. Uh, but it, it, it's catchy anyway. I mean, I, I love the song. It's actually one of my favorites now on the album as well. But when when we started doing it, it was just like uh, I couldn't really take it too serious, you know. 
but then again, uh, when I did the verses, and I was a little low key, and I but it's got this. I'm, I'm a huge Aussie fan, you know. I'm a huge Black Sabbath fan, particularly from Aussie years, you know. So it goes, just had all. I think Aussie is a great, one of the coolest, greatest melody makers, you know. Uh, but uh, so it just got a little Aussie. Then I think, okay, so if I put a, was I sing it one octave up? It was pretty high. Uh, then it makes sense, you know. Then then it got got some power, and from there on, we just it was just it, you know. But it did, it didn't take a long time to write that one. Actually, it was really yeah. pretty quick. Well, very cool. Now I normally ask about three songs, but I have to get in a fourth, mm-hmm. and that's the last song on the album. I really enjoyed it. it, it you always written about six. You already you you asked about. Well, six, I, right? I don't count the singles. Oh, no, sorry, I, I told you about <laughs> two of them, right? The singles oh. don't count. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But I mean, but I mean that song. I mean, lately it seems like the last song on everybody's album is one of the best songs on the album. Uh, so tell me a little bit about what if uh, you can even make it shorter than the rest of them. Yeah, but no, but what if is, is also one of the last. It must be the second last song actually. I'll tell the story how it came about again. It might be boring. I don't know. But I mean, I was driving my my wife to work like seven in the morning. You know, no, no, actually six thirty, and then on the way out of the parking lot. And I don't know where it come from. I got that idea wow. and the lyrics with it, actually, um, for, for the chorus, you know. So I had to pull over at the next place I could pull over and, again, sing the melody into my iPhone and put down the words to my notes, you know. So how that's, that's how that song kind of came about. And the verse I had from another, it was another idea I was working on, you know. So it was also very, very, very quickly written. Um and it just turned out to one of these really uh, huge ballad kind of songs, you know. But but uh, the question, I mean, the, the lyrics obviously is about. So what what comes after yeah. this? You know, one of life's big questions. You know, what 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 what's waiting for us? You know, I'm just asking in that song. You know, because I'm when you are when as I said, you know, if you have a incurable uh, disease, at least in your journal, you know, you start thinking about. Uh, you know that life won't last forever. When you're gonna go, you're gonna go. You know, yeah. I mean, we could run over by a truck or fall down with an airplane, something like that. You know, but but it's just like when you when it says in your journal that you're incurable, say you're stage four cancer, it's like it's just a little bit closer. You know, so that's when you start wondering about and thinking about and what what comes after this. I've seen I've seen it because you know some of these uh, uh, near death experiences and YouTube films and stuff like that, you know. Uh, and yeah, of course, um, I naturally yeah. think quite a lot about that as well. I, uh, yeah, at least I, I did for a while uh, when I was in right. panic and grief like three years ago or something like that. But that's that's what the song is. Very cool. Uh, that, do you think that your voice yeah. has changed over the years? Do you, do you hear a difference from the uh, old pretty made days to now? Do you, do you think you sound the same or different? I probably doesn't sound the same. I think it was um, it was probably I can I can still do it though. I can still sing the song from Future World and stuff like that, you know. But I but I'm, I'm forty years older now. I mean, something happens with your voice. It happens to everyone. You know? Some people lose their voice in the forties yeah. or fifties. I'm fortunate. Uh, I have a lot, a lot of other shit, you know. But but I still got my voice intact. I got some uh, this asthmatic issues, but that's more like a breathing kind of thing, you yeah. know. But uh, but my, I'm. But actually, I think I've, I think I got got a little better. Actually, uh, I'm I'm more I'm matured as a singer. And I think I'm better at using my voice today than I was back then. But of course, your voice were lighter. It was probably clearer, whatever yeah. you know. Yeah. But not that different, actually. I can still 
I just think it's honestly. I think I think I think I'm better off today than I was when I recorded the Future World album. But I was a self-made guy. I always been never took a single lesson. And on Future World, I was basically pretty uninsperienced still. You know, we just did a tour on the Red Hot and the Heavy album. I still had, had a lot of things learned. Yeah. So uh, one, that's one of my favorite songs is off of that album, Rodeo. I play that all the time. Yeah. Cool. Great. Great. I think <laughs> actually considering doing on the upcoming dates we're going to do. Uh, but that's a, that's a pretty made classic. It's normally in the set as well. Yeah. Well, let's talk about those dates. Uh, I saw you're going to be touring in 2024. Uh, will that just be for the lucky people in Europe? Actually, it's here. It's, it's in November this year, actually. I'm just going to do like like six gigs, something like that up here, and one in Hamburg, and the, uh, the rest of them here in Scandinavia and Copenhagen and stuff, and, and two in Sweden, just to see where I'm at, you know, I'd, um, and just you get a little touch of, where we are and then hopefully a lot more gigs in 24 absolutely yeah, yeah. That's i mean I, I, I never got to see the pretty maids and i haven't seen you perform yet live so that's something that i, that I want to see before my time is up sure man sure yeah yeah well i hope you'll you'll have the chance to do it man i mean even pretty maids might do a show or two uh i don't know maybe a couple of shows next year i don't know at least we 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 can talk about it. No, there's there's a big request from fans because we we ended the we we were supposed to do a tour when the last album came on Your Madness. Then I got sick and had to get surgery and all these treatments. And then we were supposed to do a tour tour in January 2020, but we never got out on the road because of what happened to me. And then the the, the lockdown yeah. came straight after, you know, so we couldn't have done anything more but we could have done that tour in January but uh, we, we were not in position to yeah. do it at the time so so I guess we all you know the fans at least to play a couple of concerts or whatever you know, let's see what happens I don't plan to way ahead to be honest it's a little difficult for me to do but uh, on the other hand I can't just sit here and uh, wait to die yeah. you can't you gotta say okay you want to go out to festivals next year yeah I'll, let's do it and and Obviously, I mean, the promoters know because I've been pretty open about my illness and on the socials and stuff like that. So they all know that there is a risk that I can get sick. But it's the same with other singers. You see, they're like, like Skip Roll, like with Eric Grunman yeah. and other fellow Scandinavian. Well, he's also in the same kind of situation. Well, I don't know if, if he's uh, is incurable, but uh, I just saw they postponed some dates because of, he wasn't feeling well, you know, so... That's the risk you got to run. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I suppose you're going to post all the information on your social medias for fans to know when you're going to be playing. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Well, very cool. And those uh, social medias are Facebook at Ronnie Atkins Official, on Instagram at Ronnie underscore Atkins underscore Official. Um, usually I give you the crazy questions, but I I'm going to give you a break on this interview because I'm going to save them because I want to talk to you again when you release that fourth solo album. Okay, cool, man. <laughs> yes, save it for Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sure you're. I'm sure you're glad about that too. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, and uh, everybody needs to check out the new album, Trinity. Uh, Ronnie Atkins. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Nice talking to you, man. Take care. Here's one more song from the Trinity album from Ronnie Atkins. This is Shine. I'm back to the arena. The interview.
Thanks again to my guest, Ronnie Atkins, for joining us on the show. Again, Facebook at Ronnie Atkins Official. On Instagram at Ronnie underscore Atkins underscore official is where you can get more information and follow Ronnie for all of his updates. And that'll wrap things up, my friends, on another episode of Back to the Arena, the interviews. I hope you will join me again next time. And be sure to check out my syndicated radio show, Back to the Arena. More information at backtotheareneshow.com. I am DC. I'll see you next time right here on Back to the Arena, the interviews. Bye-bye for now. Subscribe to our podcast. Search for Back to the Arena, the interviews podcast. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid.